Welcome, friends. Hi. Hello. Etc. Y'all are listening to How Do You Do? The show where we interview our friends about their jobs. You got it. It's time to learn, y'all. Zoom, 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 zoom. It's way out of tune. This is How Do You Do? My name is Bread Breakfast. I'm better at guitar than Phil Riker. <laughs> yes. That's how we're going to start. Um, I just, so we, we mentioned him on the last episode, and uh, and I, I've, I've heard that he's still, like, gets super mad about it, and... And like sends the link to people, and I just have to know: Does he know that we get paid to do this and get paid for every listen? Because it's not the own he thinks it is. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Yes, yeah, you are only doing good, like by doing that. You are helping us. You you are not harming us in in any way. And that's that. You know that brings me to a good point. Is that if if you don't see any any detriment to what your bullies are doing to you, if you think that ultimately they're going to help you just by not being able to keep your name out of their mouth, <laughs> then they can't win. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to look at stuff. It is a good way to look at stuff. It's it's all about that PMA, that <laughs> positive mental attitude, you know? Uh-huh. But uh we have a we have a fun guest on this week. Are we using your name? Yeah, you can use my name. <laughs> All right. Well, our guest is Hannah Weaver, and and Hannah, you are a, a director or you're in charge of or an employee of. Yeah. So I work for Crystal Bridges, and I work on the retail operations side of it. So I'm like a retail operations manager, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and we know you. Well, a couple of ways. So through my good friend, sister from another mister, Liz. And then also you worked with my little sister. Oh, fuck. That's right. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, At a retail store. Yeah. Yeah. In in the mall. Uh, It's a great store. Justice. It's. Oh it's, yeah, I remember that story. They make lots of clothes that that fit me well. <laughs> I don't think it exists anymore. I don't. Either. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't either. been to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so, our shout out this week. I mean, I already covered covered Phil. Thanks a lot, Phil. You're again helping us. <laughs> um, Sean Sean Reed was a person who I ran into. And and he is indicative of a larger issue, which actually gets into my rant. But I made a very innocent joke on social media. Um, somebody was, like, praising some people who saved a girl who drove her car into a pond. You've done that, right? Uh, yeah, many times, actually. <laughs> many times? Yeah. Right into the lake. <laughs> but uh, they they saved her... And then somebody asked a question, which was, how did the car end up in the pond? (laughs) And I said, I think it drove there. (laughs) 
which I think is funny. I, a lot of other people thought it was funny. I I did I did cover all my bases. I said maybe the car was thirsty. I don't know. I can't speak for the car, but ultimately by its wheels. And a guy said a guy like got on to me and said, uh, "You should be praying right now." And. I don't know where he finds all that time to pray while he's up on his ivory fucking tower. But that's that's my rant. And I wrote about it. I wrote, dicks who insist that prayer does anything in the face of crisis or hardship. And that's that's exactly it. When somebody says, I'll pray for you, I have one reaction every single time, which is, thank you, because I asked you to do nothing, technically. And that is exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. Like, that doesn't really help anybody. Yeah. It I'm, does nothing but waste your breath. Well, it, it's a, honestly, it can be harmful because it wastes time that you could be using to actually do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when there was that nightclub shooting in Orlando a few years back, there were all these, these people who were going, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And then all my friends who were like, let's go donate blood because that's what they need. Right. (laughs) Let's go do something about this. Yeah. And yeah, like you could probably find something to do to help, whether it's throwing some money at the problem or donating goods or services or resources like blood or plasma or whatever they need. Um, or you could sit at home and pray. <laughs> you have a lot of choices. And the, the the obvious choice to me is, well, obvious. Yeah, it's do the do thing. Do something. Yeah. Do, actually do something, you know? <laughs> so we have some, we have some facts. Um, we always have facts. We do. These were fun because I started out with one and then we ended up going into two more because we were talking more about it. We, yeah, well, you, you learned a little bit <laughs> about this. Yeah, I did. So Georgia O'Keeffe's Jimson Weed or White Flower Number 1 lives at Crystal Bridges. It holds the <laughs> world record for being the most expensive painting ever painted by a woman. It sold for $44.4 million. That is a shitload of money. It's a lot of money. And still, like, she is still the record holder. Yeah. Um, well, and that, like, that's amazing. You can still hold records after you're dead. Because she is dead. Dead. Pretty sad, yeah. She's been but, very dead. So I originally, I thought this was a different painting. And so I added a second fact. And I was being kind of silly. And I said that it it looks like a vulva. It doesn't. Yeah. It looks like a butthole. It looks like a yeah. butthole. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. I look at it every day. <laughs> it's a $44.4 million painting. Butthole. God, I love that. A holding butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. That's a goal. Like, that's... As far as I know, my butthole doesn't hold any records. <laughs> it is worth something, though. So. Maybe, one day. Maybe one day. Priceless to me. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's most of her paintings... That that was the third fact. That yeah, that she was very well known for her vulvular paintings. <laughs> vulvular paintings. That's a fun <laughs> word. It is. It's but really that's, fun to say. It is. And 
so the reason I, I've known about this since I was pretty young, because I actually got in trouble in an art class in, like, junior high, and the punishment was that I had to write an essay about Georgia O'Keeffe. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Junior high boy, you just unleashing them. I I had to hold back a lot, but I managed to slip in quite a bit of, uh, well, quite a few euphemisms and and innuendos that I I claimed to be innocent when I was called out on it, it, it got to be a little much as I was reading the essay to the class. Oh, you had to read it out loud? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't hold my shit together. I, it's, it's the autistic superpowers. Oh, that I yeah, can, the superpower. Yeah. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't crack during the, the entire thing. And I remember it got to a point when the teacher was like, okay, Wait a second. <laughs> and didn't know how to call me out on it because, I mean, it was risky to call me out. If she was wrong, she'd play her hand and say and admit that she knew the paintings were, I mean, really thinly veiled lesbian erotica. <laughs> That's how you wrote your paper, that, basically. I, that's how I got away with it. Yeah, that was the thesis statement. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so let's let's do some questions. Hannah, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. All right. Oh, that's uh, more. You know, I was worried that that when we started asking that question of every guest, that that we would end up kind of tipping the scale, and there'd be more. They's or uh, non-gender normative answers, mm -hmm. but no, statistically we're fine. Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of described what you do, but go. Can you go into a little more detail on what you do? Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, this has been the culmination of like a decade of working in retail and sales. And, like, now I've made it up to, like, fancy retail, which is, like, um, $600 glass artisanal bowls and shit. Ooh. Um, yeah. But to be honest, like, I really fucking dig it. Uh, am I allowed to say fuck? Because I Absolutely. feel like I'm so... Okay, yeah. great. We're an explicit <laughs> podcast. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> no kids allowed. Um yeah, um, so it for the most part, it's just like a retail job, but I do a lot of the like hiring and training and any like customer complaints or requests like that usually comes to me because I'm a people person. I don't know if you've realized that yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit what what is Crystal Bridges? Because I know, because I listen to NPR and they sponsor it <laughs> yeah. uh, for everything. But but what is it? Um, it's an American art museum. So it is an art museum that only has American painters in it, um, which was kind of wild to me because whenever I think about painters, like I think I usually think about like Van Gogh, Degas, you know, like non-American painters right, right. <laughs> so um whenever I first started working there and well like obviously I knew like Georgia O'Keeffe um 
but um, there was just a lot of painters that people were like, this is amazing. Alice Walton spent five million dollars on this painting and i'm like i don't even know what the fuck this is like like, oh yeah like cool cool. i wish i had five million dollars to throw away on something nobody gives a shit about (laughs) and you gotta wonder sometimes is she throwing it away or is she using it to have assets in the place of cash right right (laughs) that that may be the great swindle yeah But uh, what is the hardest part of your job? You mentioned complaints. Yeah, and and to be fair, like, um, the complaint part of it is, like, not that hard. Because it's not like when I worked in the mall and, like, just random people were coming in and, like, they're complaining about, like, the Chinese restaurant upstairs and, like, somehow that's my fault. But now (laughs) it's, like, most of the time, like, the complaints I get are, like... um, your museum is too woke or like shit like that because we're like, we really do try to be like very like inclusive and like everything is very, you know, well. on the level. Like it is like a very cool place to work for that. But I, it's in Arkansas, you know, like it's not it like, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say though that the hardest part of my job is actually has nothing to do with the customers or the guests, but like has everything to do with like, when I was, like, working, like, a mall job, like, I could, like, mentally get away with being, like, yeah, this capitalist government fucking sucks, but I'm just <laughs> doing this just to get through college, <laughs> get you know? Like, and I'm still cool. I'm still good. And, like, now sometimes I walk into work and I, like, sit down at my desk and I, like, stare at my turned-off computer, look at the reflection of myself <laughs> and think, like am I still punk? Like, am I like still cool? I work in a store that like, you don't need anything in that store. You know, it's like absolute capitalism at its best. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be part of that cog, I guess. Like I'm a cog in the machine now. Here I am. Well, isn't that what punk was all about? It's that it's, it's not about not being a cog it's complaining that you're a cog yeah yeah and i do that a lot if you can do that you're still punk great good oh i'm glad i still have my punk card then (laughs) so what's the weirdest complaint that you've received um there's like so many weird ones i did have a woman uh tell me one time that there weren't enough bathrooms in the museum like that was like something I should take care of. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let me, extra bathrooms. Yeah. Let me get my drywall crew in here. And yeah. <laughs> like she like really like she told me and then she just stared at me like I was supposed to like do something right then about it. And and like that's like so like typical like retail and customer service, honestly. But like there is this level of expectation in a museum setting at least that like you really want to cater to every single fucking guest. And like but there are points where I'm like Moshe Softy is the architect and there are points where I'm like I'm not fucking Moshe Softy, y'all. Like, I literally work in this store and I don't leave this store. Like, yeah. Yeah, this, this complaint's going nowhere. Yeah. Any else, any other complaint that's really like, um, uh, you sitting there like, really? There <laughs> are like, I guess not like complaints, but I do, like, sometimes guests will come up to me and I describe it as like walking through like a Bethesda game where like all the NPCs like just tell you like random facts as you're like passing you're by them. On. Yeah and like I, there's so many times where I'm like walking by and a dude is like 
I'm a libertarian. And then I like keep going. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, another girl is like, my daughter's getting married here next week. Like, who are you? Like, I don't fucking care about your daughter's wedding. Like, do you want my $18 bottle of water or not? Like, that happened to me today. Well, it hap- I watched it happen to my boss. I had started this, uh, I was doing a pawn for a guy. He brought some tools in or something. That doesn't matter. But uh, my boss had had no interaction with him. My boss walks by and the guy's like, how's it going? And my boss said, good, and kept going. And then the guy said, yep, I'm about to go get my hip worked on. And then no more words were said. I didn't address it. I don't know what that means. We didn't talk about He He told me that he was buying concert tickets. <laughs> he's got a lot going on. Yeah, I guess. He's had to tell somebody. He must be excited. Yeah. That's like another thing, too, is I'm worried that if I'm just ignoring them, like, what if they're like really lonely people and like I'm the only person that they've like gotten to talk to and it's like they just really want to tell me like yeah. about their like store that they've opened in Bentonville or something like that. Well, you are never supposed to be the last line of defense between somebody's like you know nervous breakdown mm-hmm. and reality it you, you that's not that's not your job you're there to sell the $18 bottle of water right <laughs> if they decided to skip therapy for 40 years <laughs> and then they're like ah today's the day it's the last chance and yeah i mean If they decide that because you didn't ask them about libertarianism, they're going to swallow a bullet, they were going to swallow the bullet anyway. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just got to count it off as a loss Foregone conclusion. (laughs) I don't think they were going to be a repeat customer anyway, so... I, you gotta wonder: Are people really repeat customers at museums? I mean, I've I've been to a couple museums more than once, but most of the time it's like I'm in the city once in my life. Mm-hmm. I went to their natural history museum. I'm never coming back. It's not because I didn't like it. I can't afford an airfare. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm just not gonna come back. Yeah. I've seen it. We're there. Done it's it. Great. Check it off my list. Honestly, like, those people are kind of the worst people who come in. They're, like, the ones I can tell, like, are not from Arkansas or, like, the surrounding states. Because I know they walk in with the mindset of, like, I'm never going to see any of these fucking people again. I can act like a dick and it's fine, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but I, uh, uh, my, a a sister you don't know um, took took me to a place called the Marlin Mansion, which is, uh, it's outside of Tulsa. I think it's like an hour away from here. Um, it's a big historical site. We go, she had one of her friends with her, and her friend had kids. Um, so we're all like riding in this big party van going out to this, oh essentially God. a museum. We get to the parking lot, and her friend is like, well, my kid needs to pee. And... I start looking around thinking, oh, she wants me to find a bathroom. No, she was telling me why she was grabbing a bottle out of the console to then jam his wiener into it and tell him to pee in that. In the parking lot of a museum, she's one of those people who goes, I'm never going to be here again. I'm never going to see these people again. I could have my kid pee Pee in this this parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, those people, they're uh, they're the uh, fucking worst. Boy, so. <laughs> I, well, and when I was presented with this situation, I literally just remember I started yelling and then didn't stop until we got to the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I was so furious. We're not those people. Yeah, we can wait till we get to a fucking bathroom. We're not gonna do this. <laughs> so, what kind of uh, what kind of pay could one expect uh, in a job like this? Uh, not great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it like it's still just like really is a retail job, yeah. and I was like, as much as I try to like talk up my position like I'm still getting paid probably just a little more than I did at like just a regular retail job yeah okay yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still like bad I will say though I know this is kind of boring but I will say though that I get amazing healthcare benefits though which is great because I spent a lot of money on therapy before I got this job so <laughs> yeah no that makes it worth it sometimes just yeah. the, for the benefits alone it yeah. does yeah well that's that's definitely part of pay that's mm-hmm. gotta be mm-hmm. because we've all spent that therapy money yeah. especially in the last <laughs> few years God. yeah please someone take this this you know bill away yeah. from me listeners go to therapy yes <laughs> it's everybody can benefit it's a cool thing to do it actually is really cool. My therapist, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a yeah, second. Do but it. My <laughs> therapist is my age, which um, whenever I first like started seeing her, I was like, this could be really cool. Like she'll know kind of what I'm talking about because I've normally gone to like 40 year old men. Like, yeah. Um, but sometimes like I'll be out at like bars or concerts and stuff and I'll see her and it'll be like seeing like an ex. Like I'll be like, oh, she knows so much God about my vagina. It. Like I cannot, like, like <laughs> I cannot go talk to her. Like I hope she doesn't see me. <laughs> this is this is the first time in my life I'm older than my therapist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I do not like it. Yeah, that sounds terrible actually, Brett. <laughs> it's it's a feeling of it's it's almost like a feeling of power that you didn't ask for. <laughs> because anytime she gives me advice that I asked her for, my first reaction is, you don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but I know she does. <laughs> you didn't live through this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get another 10 years under your belt and we'll talk. And then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing this? I've been there for a little over two years now. Um, I moved there. Well, I moved to Arkansas um, like maybe two months before the pandemic hit, which was timely um and then i got the job and about three weeks after i got the job the entire museum and the world shut down Mm -hmm. so um but the museum was super cool and just kept paying me for the entire time that we were shut down and all i had to do was like go to zoom meetings once a week and watch ted talks and then talk about the ted talks so wow. yeah i could do that it was a pretty sick couple months that we were closed <laughs> down to be honest that's, that's awesome are you uh is, is the museum funded by grants or is it all private donors um a little bit of both um we are funded by a big grant from walmart yeah um so that kind of is what i think 
pays for like our salary basically and then everything else is basically like private donors and then any money we can get from like members and then anything any money that the museum store makes goes straight into the education department of the museum oh awesome yeah, yeah. that's good what's your favorite part of the job um, my favorite part of the job is I get to meet like some of the coolest fucking people all the time. Um, I also get to meet some real fucking weirdos though. And I also really <laughs> enjoy that. Um, there was one time where these two women came into the store and we started talking and just like, I don't want to like sound like this person, but just like immediately these two women became like kind of obsessed with me. Like, like it was <laughs> like cute, but uh-huh. like, I was like, okay. And then they invited me out to dinner. And while I'm out at dinner, I don't know if these women were, like, psychic or something. But they started telling me, like, oh, like, um, you're going to do this, this, and this. And I was telling them, I had just gone back to college whenever they um, came in. And I was telling them what I was going to college for. And they were like, you're not going to do anything with that degree. And they were right. So it was really, like, (laughs) interesting. And they were just, like, really, like nice but i walked away from they took me out to dinner i walked away from that dinner like well they could have like totally fucking killed me and they didn't like that's awesome that they didn't do that (laughs) those strangers were really nice they were like really nice (laughs) and didn't try to do anything bad to me so sweet maybe i'll keep doing this but i shouldn't like (laughs) also still be careful yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) maybe i shouldn't just get into like strangers cars anymore (laughs) so you talked about complaints. What kinds of like requests have you received from, say, very rich people who can just ask anybody for anything and get it? Yeah, definitely. Um, there are um, specific people that I know when they show up, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good day because <laughs> they're going to spend a lot of money and they're going to be really fucking annoying the entire time. But I, I, I honestly, like, I fucking love the annoying people. Like, they're my... <laughs> I like I love whenever somebody leaves and I get to look at one of my coworkers and be like, that was a fucking shit show, right? You know, like that's fun for me. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you something to talk about. Exactly, right. exactly. It's not the weather. Um, <laughs> sometimes these women will come in because like, okay, the way that the museum is constructed is like you have to come down to get into the um Mm -hmm. museum because it's built like into a valley and these women will come in they usually come in with alice walton and i don't want to get myself fired but i'm not going to talk too much shit about alice walton but they usually come in with alice walton and (laughs) they just like get drunk as hell spend like thousands of dollars at the museum store and then they like want us to like carry their shit back up to their um car but like of course i want to because i want to see what's in their car and i want to see what kind also, of car they drive maybe they tip, and know? also yeah they've never tipped me <laughs> okay. by the way but Aww. i would love it if they Damn. did <laughs> i don't even know if i'm technically allowed to take tips i mean that doesn't mean i wouldn't but i don't know if technically. i'm technically allowed to <laughs> Have there been any requests that you haven't been able to accommodate? Um, I mean, besides the bathroom one, like <laughs> yeah, uh, within reason, yeah, of course. within reason. Um, we had an exhibition when I first started there by the artist Hank Willis Thomas. I don't know if you guys, I'm not familiar. So he's a um African American artist, but he makes like mostly 
um, works about like oppression and mm-hmm. um, it's very interesting. He uses many different types of mediums. Like it was one of the coolest exhibitions I had ever seen. And it was the first one that they had whenever I first started working there. And it was like an amazing intro into the museum. But we sold these hoodies for the exhibition that said um, all lies, L-I-E-S matter. Um, like lives, but without the V. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, people literally would lose their fucking shit over those like hoodies. Like I got calls at least twice a day throughout that entire exhibition from people telling me that they were like so offended that we carried those, asking us to stop carrying them, and wow. like, well, I don't even know, like, but like whenever you pick up the phone and you make that call, like, do you really think like the person on the other side is going to be like, you're absolutely right, sir. We will get rid of them right now. Like right. they do. Yeah. 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 They yeah. Do think that. <laughs> like whoever answers is one is going to have the power to make that call. But Ex- they're going to let you know what they think about them. Right. Exactly. Well, it's it's entitlement. But it to think about what would make somebody offended by something they saw during an art exhibition of any kind mm-hmm. to to comment on it beyond saying like how you feel about it but to say like this offended me this art offended me that takes a special kind of asshole yeah and that's the kind of asshole who would ask you to stop selling something and expect you to to kowtow to them right and <laughs> and, and i love that there's this like there's this feeling over the whole thing, you know, it's about oppression and then a person is asking you to imp- oppress them further. Right. <laughs> that That is that again, special kind of asshole. And it's the kind of asshole who would unironically call you a snowflake and then do some snowflake shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the amount of times, so we kept a mask rule in the museum for like much longer than anywhere else in Arkansas did, just because we get a lot of like people not from around there, you know, so we don't know where they're coming from. And, um, the amount of times that somebody has told me, fuck you, like the amount of times that somebody has told, called me a snowflake for asking them to put on a mask. It's incredible. I feel like I've gotten like more attacked at this job than I did with like any job where like I was regular, like again, yeah the retail and like abuse. I've worked with like straight up anti-semites before and I don't think I've ever gotten <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like the amount of abuse like <laughs> during the mask mandates oh, yeah. here yeah and here's the best thing about it and you can absolutely say this to them I have uh it makes their heads explode you say you're the kind of person who would make fun of a person for not having a job and call them lazy and then directly ask them to do something that would put their employment in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. That is the cognitive dissonance. You're asking a person who works for other people to go against what their bosses are telling them to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't give this any thought at all. you woke up this morning and said I'm gonna go make someone cry (laughs) and then set out to do it and still did a bad job and I hate to beat a dead sex life but this is (laughs) Phil Riker shit (laughs) 
like this is really I'm opening my phone because I'm just gonna abuse somebody and then doing such a bad job like threatening people with fame right like (laughs) I'm gonna make you famous I'm gonna get people to listen to your show oh no yeah don't do that (laughs) oh no my only fear is that he's gonna do a bad job Whenever I was, I texted him and told him I was going to come do this podcast, by the way. And I was like, he was like, well, what if they talk shit about me? And I was like, I'm going to encourage them to. Are you kidding me? Beautiful. I've been dying to talk shit about you since we broke up. Like, Like, I'm going to stop it. Yeah. Yeah, again, didn't think about it. I plan, like, I set out my clothes for the next day before I go to bed. That's what you should do with everything, Phil. <laughs> Give it a little bit of thought, a little bit of planning. A tiny, just a little. Yeah. Just a little. Not a lot. Some. <laughs> just a tiny amount. Hey, you don't do that. You end up looking like Wooly Willy with all the magnetic dust drained out. Anyway. <laughs> so, does the museum uh, facility have a quick turnover on employees? Is attrition pretty high or? Not really um at least not in my department um i know there are like certain departments like obviously there's like a whole culinary department and they're like all fucking each other and then like whenever one of them like gets the other one mad then somebody leaves you know um and that's any kitchen yeah Yeah, i was gonna say that's kitchen behavior that's just like kitchen shit yeah yeah (laughs) um but for the most part like the same people that I knew when I started are still there. Oh, good. That's yeah. good. So it's not quite like that retail job environment. Right. It's still in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is, like, a big pull with us, too, to, like, try to develop everybody into, like, where they would be best. So there's nobody, like, if you get hired on to, like, one department and then we realize, like, you would actually be better in this other department. Like, there's no, like jealousy of like no we have to keep our employees in this department that's a good environment that is too. Good. that's wow i experienced the, go. the exact opposite at a casino i worked at yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> wild yeah and that does make you feel a lot more secure in your employment mm-hmm. yeah definitely it, to see people who've been there for a really long time you go hey i could do this yeah yeah, yeah. this can be my career speaking of we're gonna get paid a little bit and take a little break, and we'll be right back. Don't stop listening, Phil. Hey, do you use drugs? It's okay. I did it for a really long time, and I'm going to be completely honest. Safety was not my number one concern. But if you need clean gear, spoons, condoms, oil burners, or most importantly, Narcan... Come on, man. You got to keep Narcan around. Even if you're not using it, if you have friends who do, you can keep it. Just throw it in your backpack. Call Shots at 918-973-2671 for free delivery anywhere in Tulsa. Don't use alone, and please keep Narcan on hand. Again, that is Shots. Stop harm on Tulsa streets. I'm gonna do this every single time. Hi, welcome back. Did do you do you like the heavy? No. Bree- no. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't even finish the sentence. Don't even finish the question. You just answer. Uh, my well, ears. My name is Brad. Breakfast. You are Hannah. Backwards. We are joined once again 
by Hannah Weaver, our guest. This Hi. is How Do You Do. This is the second half of the show. I think I've wrapped it all up there. Yep. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hannah, you you uh, kind of sold me on, on you doing this show by telling me you've met a whole shitload of famous people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did like a small name drop whenever I was texting you. <laughs> well, well, that we talked about how you have a, a show idea, and I, I want to go ahead and make that happen. But <laughs> who are some of the famous people you've met? Um, just at the museum, uh, I've met Cheech Marin a couple of times. Um, he is like apparently friends with Alice Walton, which like good for him. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's weirder than Snoop Dogg and uh, Martha Stewart. Yeah, yes. it is. It's like a very <laughs> weird pairing. Um, I there. Okay, so I'm not actually allowed to like talk to the famous people like if they come up and i'm they come into the store i have to be like a fucking employee but um, <laughs> but i'm not allowed to like go up to like them and be like i loved that you know whatever they were in but i have seen drew barrymore um she comes to bentonville like a lot apparently um i saw leonardo dicaprio mm-hmm. um i checked him out whenever he was doing that film out here and yeah. then he, like, came up to... Killers of the Flower Moon, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he came through, and I had to, like, really resist being like, is Brendan Fraser with you? Like, <laughs> you're cool, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Cheech Marin, is he... Like, what's he like? He's cool. I mean, like, he was just, like, real normal, to be uh, honest. Okay. <laughs> See, that's how I feel like uh, like he would be. Because he was, his early comedy stuff, real out there and weird mm-hmm. and, like, silly. Mm-hmm. But then he also did Nash Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I watched more Nash Bridges than I did Cheech and Chong. I yeah. fucking love Nash Bridges. That's new information for me. Okay. I did not know that. Okay, yeah, no, it's super good. He uh, he shaved for it. He didn't have the mustache in the show. It's it's very, it's a police procedural uh, show, but uh, it has Don Johnson. I love Don Johnson. <laughs> Don Johnson is amazing. Oh Hell of an actor. <laughs> and then Cheech. Yeah. It's it's a weird pairing. It works. It wor- and he drives a cool car. Yeah, yeah. I'll be <laughs> honest, like I never um I don't I don't know like well, I know Cheech and Chong, but I don't think I've ever seen like any of their stuff. Yeah. You know, like um, the thing that I knew Cheech Marin from was that fucking movie with Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney where they, like, go out to that, like, bar in the middle of nowhere. Oh, they, like, kidnap from the Dust fam- Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. And yeah. then, like, all of a sudden it was, like, oh, fucking vampires. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite movies. But that's like, really cool the movie. only thing I know him from. Yeah, he's the, he's the pussy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got big pussy. We got little pussy. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, so Leonardo DiCaprio, Cheech Marin, Alice Walton. Alice Walton, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Um, the, um, fuck, I always forget her name, but she was in, like, um, League of Their Own. I don't know, she comes out there a lot because we do, like, a 
Bentonville Film Festival that she like hosts. Of course, I can't remember her name, so none of this means anything. Is it anything, Bette Midler? It's not Bette Midler. I remember Bette you Midler. You would remember <laughs> Yeah, Bette I was like, the other one. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, if you met Bette Midler, would you get off a glimpt? I would. I would get a little bit glimpt. I would get a little mistook. But... <laughs> this is the guest we needed for so long. Like, I've never been able to talk never Yiddish with a guest. <laughs> Uh, but uh, real, real talk. What are the Waltons like? Are they? I mean, Alice Walton is like a pretty um, interesting person. There is like a level of like whenever I talk to her, like I'm like, she's like the richest woman in America, and yeah. there is like that part of me that's like, I hate how much money you have. Yeah. But she is like very approachable. She's very nice. She's always very professional, but she is like very nice. Um, she always like says like, Hannah, will you like, like she knows who I am and she yeah. like took the time to know me. And that's like really nice of a multi-billionaire to do, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the, the reason for the question is that, you know, people on the left were told this is not only the richest family in, in America, they're evil. Mm -hmm. For all mm -hmm. of these things, here are all these reasons they're evil. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I grew up with some privilege and some money, but I have to recognize that it's not necessarily this family that's doing it. They also have shareholders they're beholden to. Mm -hmm. They have a board who probably makes all of the decisions. I mean, I'm not going to say that, yeah, they definitely don't have an island where they hunt children. Right. But <laughs> that's parody. It's covered. Uh, but but what, I, what I'm saying is that they're probably not going out of their way to be evil. They're going out of their way to be rich. Right, right. And, and we have to remember that in a lot of cases the law actually states they have to make decisions that keep them rich mm -hmm. because if they let you know if they do something that makes their shareholders less money they can be held liable mm -hmm. that's that was always the defense for martin shrek uh, kelly that's really hard to say yeah. the shrek guy the, oh, the yeah. pharma bro yeah but and and i didn't buy it for him but when it comes to a company that is well established like this, you got to also go, well, you know, if they were bankrupt, a whole bunch of people would be out of work and then they couldn't feed their kids. I maybe put them at the back of the line for the guillotine. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's definitely worse out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she has done, not that I'm like going to, defend like every decision the Walton family has made. Sure, and you're not expected to. Right. <laughs> but she has made this totally free museum. It's totally non-profit. She's also currently, oh, she oh, there's a second museum now too, the Momentary, which is like the sister museum to Crystal Bridges. Didn't have to do that, you know, also free. She's opening like a holistic health center in the middle of Bentonville now. Um, so she's like Throwing her money at, like, stuff that, like, right. seems to be benefiting or at least growing Bentonville. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you hope that it is and it's not a tax shelter. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I do know that there's a rule that, like, if you want to sell your product at Walmart, you have to have an office set up in Bentonville. 
And she's like doing that specifically or not she, but like the Waltons do that specifically to try to grow that community more and more. And I think that's pretty admirable. Mm. You know, like I've only lived there for two years, but I've known people who've lived there all their life. And they always tell me like this town was not like this 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. 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 It's kind of what people have been doing recently to the Tulsa area. It's, it's changed so much even yeah. within the last five years. It's not what it was. Well, the city gave, I think, uh, a grant of $10,000 to get people to move here um, mm-hmm. at one point. Um, in Bentonville, that's interesting. I didn't know that rule, but it makes sense because I've played paintball for 25 years now. And the company that started pretty much everyone my age who played paintball was a company called Brass Eagle, and they sold their products almost exclusively in Walmart. They were based in Bentonville and not at all associated with Walmart. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. But that's how a bunch of people got started in the sport. Now, they didn't make the best stuff, but I have them to thank. They got me into the sport that I have loved for so long in my life. And uh, so that is interesting. That must be it. Yeah. I should research that. I was going to say, yeah, maybe they're not open anymore. That's why we don't see any. Well, they're they're not. Yeah, yeah. they're out of business. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any rivals? It's something we ask everybody on the show that can be in personal life if you want to go there or, like, work. Do you have any work rivals or? I mean, like, I have, like, my own, like, secret rivals. Like, I feel like they don't know that they're my rivals yet. <laughs> um I think I consider every ex my boyfriend has ever had a rival, but <laughs> but they don't know that. They don't even know that you, I exist. You can tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find them. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, I don't think I have, like, a rival. I think I have... Um, I mean, I'm better than all of them, so they're not really rivals. Well, yeah, <laughs> are, there, are there other employees that you just want to do a little better than? Oh, yeah, but that's like all of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm too much of a perfectionist, to be honest. But um, that, that is like another thing about the museum, though, is I, I've literally never worked in a place where I'm like, oh, I genuinely like most of the people who work here. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really, not that that many people work there, maybe... 70 people overall are like on the entire staff of the museum of crystal bridges at least um and i don't know i had my birthday a week ago and i i am sure i invited at least 35 of those 70 people oh, wow. like, nice. yeah like it was um it's a good environment yeah it's like it's fun you know i don't like wake up every morning and say like god i gotta go deal with these people today you know like i kind of like I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I get to go deal with these fucking people today, you know? (laughs) That's always a good answer. We like that. Do you, uh, so you work in, in a gift shop, right? Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have to deal with a lot of theft? Um, I'm sure I do. I have not noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure people are stealing from us all the time. To be honest, like there is a part of me that's like, steal i don't care like if you're like stealing that like six dollar magnet i'm trying to like hawk at you that's fine like i don't like just be like, smart about it yeah just shove it in your purse and go like i do not care like um i started um doing like inventory counts a couple months ago just to, like see exactly how much has been stolen from us and it's a staggering amount but it's never like the $800 like 
basket that got woven by the artist in Little Rock, you know? Like, that's what I care about. It's, again, the $6 magnet. It's the $6 magnet. Mag- yeah. It's the shot glasses. It's the postcards. It's yeah, the, yeah. You know? And so if I was, like, going through and I was like, oh, my God, this, like, piece of art that this local artist put their heart and soul into to try to sell here got stolen by some, like, teenager who was on a tour with a school group, like, that would make me mad. Mm-hmm. It's usually not that, though, which is great because... It, it is does give me a feeling that people are walking into that store and saying, like, this is too important for me to be stealing or, like, too much work went into this for me to be stealing. Yeah, some yeah. respect there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I hope that that's kind of the feeling that we're, like, instilling, like, in the teenagers who come through with their school groups and stuff of, like, this is art and we have to respect it even if you don't get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I... I took my daughter to... Well, I didn't take her. My my ex-wife took my daughter to the zoo, I believe. And, like, after they left, found out my daughter in a stroller. She was two, I think. Had uh, stolen a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. like she was stealing it because it was bad. It was just, oh, this is shiny. I'm g- and the stroller got pushed up against a wall so I can grab it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's within reach. <laughs> yeah, she had like four rubber snakes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I, I, like, I don't have a problem with that. Honestly, if anybody was like, tackle that baby. Yeah. I'd be mad about that. Yeah, yeah that's a whole different conversation for sure. <laughs> so you kind of mentioned it before, but who are the worst tourists? Uh, definitely the um, all of them. No, definitely, <laughs> but definitely the people who come through and they're like, "I'm never gonna have to deal with any of these people again." Um, they love to come through and they love to tell you exactly what their opinion on the museum is. And, and I love it if somebody comes up to me and they're like, I love this museum. This is world class. You know, like that makes me feel good because that makes me feel like, OK, cool. I'm working at a place where like I, it's not it's not like when I worked in the mall and I yeah. I was like afraid to tell people I worked at the mall because I'm like, oh, I'm 24 years old, you know, <laughs> but like working uh, at a museum store, people come in and they're like, this is world class. I'm like, I know I work here. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm a part of this. Yeah, I'm a part of this. Um, but the people who come in and they have just like the weirdest complaints are like the ones that like, um, I, I don't, you know, I'm like a fixer, you know, like if somebody comes up to me and they have a problem, I do want to like help them or at least empathize with them. Sure. There are so many people who have problems. That I'm like, <laughs> I can neither help nor empathize with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the two woke one. Yeah. That you mentioned earlier. That's that's a startling thing to say about an art museum. We get that all the time. What though. does it even mean? They're upset that we have um pieces that are um like we have this piece that's a painting of a woman in a japanese internment camp and people don't like it because it's they don't want to like look at like this is like a reality that this really happened but like they want to come they want to look at fucking landscapes they want to see a thomas moran painting you know and Mm -hmm. We have more than that. We have this beautiful statue of Sappho that I am, like, obsessed with. Every time I go through the gallery, I have to stop and, like, look at her. Um, uh, 
a English teacher came through and told me that she didn't think it was appropriate that we had it in the museum. Sappho. 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 Yeah. It's not appropriate to have this, uh, let's see, link to ancient <laughs> uh, uh, lesbian culture. Yeah. yeah, so it seems like the pattern I've been seeing, and not seems like the art community, but in just in general, any place that is inclusive to literally anybody and actually sticks to that is all of a sudden too woke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, very inclusive places are being called too woke. It's like, we just can't have our thing. We can't have it to where everybody's welcome here. It's like you have now isolated what our goal. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're being nice to these people that I don't necessarily approve of. Mm -hmm. So you're the enemy. That's you're that's a woke. dangerous mindset. Does that does that worry you? Oh yeah, it worries me all the time because there's no way that you can I mean, you can argue with it. There's no argument I feel like you can make to change a person's mind once no. they've decided like this is wrong. Yeah. You know, that's such a hard stance to take on an issue that is like too complicated to like have an argument about in the middle of your like job. <laughs> Work day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know that there is an argument other than you're just objectively wrong yeah. because you're arguing to not be accepting of people who are different than you. Mm -hmm. Like in the Japanese internment one, somebody, I, somebody once worded this to me in a very interesting way. And uh, it was that you won't listen to George Takei talk about uh, his childhood in the internment camp, but you'll totally watch him give a dude a hand job on the Howard Stern show. Because you want to take in absolute trash. That is all you want. You, your mind is a garbage can, and you seek to fill it yeah anything beyond that is too much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and and honestly you don't really want to throw away that gold that's that's you put the good stuff in the garbage can and it's fucking gone yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true so uh, yeah i wouldn't don't waste your time on those people yeah no it's like so it's I don't know. We've had like exhibitions like the Hank Willis Thomas one that I was talking about before that was like very not provocative, but like very a lot of people had a lot of opinions on it. And that's fun because I like hearing people's opinion as long as they're like educated opinions, yes. you know, like as long as they're like opinions that like I'm like, OK, so this was based in like a real thought and not in just like an immediate gut reaction of I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Um but I've also had, like, we had an Ansel Adams exhibition, and people still want to complain about that. So I just don't think, it's one of those you can't please them all sort of things, you know? Mm -hmm. um, right now we have an exhibition called The Dirty South that's about, um, like, rap culture in the South. And, like, pretty immediately people have been, like, upset by it. But it, there's nothing wholly <laughs> upsetting about it. Like, like, there's a big video at the end of it that they put, um, I, I think it's a Kanye West song. I don't know. I don't know Kanye songs. But I think it's a Kanye West song over videos of, like, police brutality. And people walk out of this exhibition so mad by this video. And it's literally, like, 
it's nobody doctored these videos yeah, you know yeah, right. like and they, this they're, is they're, what happened yeah. they're mad for the wrong reasons they're yeah. not mad that, that something like this is happening they're mad that they're seeing this in front of their fucking faces right well, yeah i love so and i i talked to someone else about this today even um there there is a pervasive fake woke, woke culture that is uh intellectuals and and that's who i would worry about with the uh with anything about rap culture Mm because they're going to be the ones who are like well this isn't educated you go well this is a different culture than yours Mm -hmm. so you don't really get to comment on that rich white guy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so do you do you have any crazy tourist stories anything like um i mean I have a lot of crazy stories. <laughs> like, People or like grabbing at stuff they shouldn't or. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, okay, so obviously there's a lot of very like fragile, expensive stuff in yeah. that store. <laughs> um, and I would say that there are days and I, I bet it's like when a full moon is happening, honestly, but like I could count, I could just stand in one place and just listen for like 20 minutes. And in those 20 minutes, I would hear like, for like breakable things like hit the ground or like (laughs) drop it's literally like people walk into this store and they do not understand like oh like i shouldn't be touching these things with my bare hands and just like recklessly like messing around with them um there have also been like tons of times where people have um there's a like the main door to the museum store and then there's like a, a an emergency exit door And after I closed the main door, I went back into the office and was kind of like closing stuff down. And then I heard people out in the store and I walk out and it's all these like tourists who like have walked in after hours and are like trying to shop. And I'm like, no, you can't. Do, where do you think you are right now? <laughs> like, so I li- they had to open a closed door. They had to open an emergency <laughs> exit door to get in and then try to shop. Oh, boy. And it's not, it wasn't even like they had, like, an entitlement to shop. It was like they didn't understand that a store is closed. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it wasn't, like, lack of inhibition. It was, like, lack of intelligence. <laughs> I once had a guy uh, at Walgreens, after I'd closed the store, pry open the doors, <laughs> walked in, and just stood at the now open doors waiting for somebody to walk by with his hands on his hips so he could scold us for not opening the door for him. (laughs) He thought that there was a person opening the automatic doors for him every time he walked in, and that's just the beginning. Like, he forced the doors open and then got pissed off. (laughs) And when I I walked up there and I was like, uh, well, let's start with why are you here? (laughs) And he said, well... I'm just, I'm just very angry that you aren't here to do your job and open this door for me. I said, we're closed. And he said, no, you're not. <laughs> well, you're the expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must work here instead of me, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get you an apron, put you in the photo department. Yeah. <laughs> that won't be a disaster. <laughs> so how do you decompress after your long days? Yeah, um, so... I live um, kind of out in the country right now, which is the farthest out in the country I've ever been. 
Um, like I've lived in, I lived in Tulsa for like most of my life. And yeah. then I moved to about 10 minutes outside of Miami, Florida for a couple years. And then I moved to Arkansas. And so I've always just kind of lived in like cities. And now I live on a literal chicken farm in the middle of Pea Ridge, Arkansas. So, um, it's about a 15 minute drive and 15 minutes is I've noticed just enough time for me to do like some heavy breathing and like smoke like four or five cigarettes before I get home. And by the time I'm home, like I get to walk in and be like, hey, babe, let's fucking watch Bojack Horseman or like yeah, something, you know, like, like, ready to interact yeah, like I am ready to not be angry. I have been told by my boyfriend several times, though, that sometimes there's that's not enough time and I'll come home and I still have that like customer service voice on, you know, <laughs> and he'll like ask me like, so what do you want to do for dinner? I'll be like, well, what do you want to do for dinner? Like, <laughs> like, And he was like, that's not my girlfriend. Well, Who I'm are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, you're still working. Yeah, yeah you, oh, you got to calm down. You got to let that Whoa. one go. <laughs> So you you mentioned this question when we let you look at him before the show. It's kind of a, a heavy one. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Do you think uh, postmodernism has lost its self awareness? <laughs> uh, <laughs> define postmodernism. <laughs> well, I mean, and I guess it can be any modern art. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you deal with you you see modern art daily. Yeah. Do you think that that people are taking it too far and just going hey, either what can I get away with mm-hmm. and call it art or they're just so pretentious <laughs> that they're fine with whatever they come up with? Yeah, um, that was like something that I started to struggle with, I think, whenever I started working at this museum Um because my mom paints, she paints like pretty abstract stuff. Um, I did, I've done like a lot of kind of, uh, I guess I would say avant-garde theater in my life, you know, like that's, that's usually what I enjoy is this kind of more abstract modern, I guess is a good word for it. Um, sort of fine art and performance art. Um, and there have been times where I have looked at like new acquisitions and stuff. And I just had to like turn to somebody and say like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, and that almost felt like a failure on my part because I I think of myself in the most pretentious way possible (laughs) as like an artsy person, you know, and I want to understand or I want to at least appreciate every piece of art that I see. And I had to have somebody at the museum tell me, like, it's okay to not understand, like, why people love Mark Rothko, who just paints, like, big boxes of color. And that's, like, you know, um, (laughs) it's okay to not feel a connection to every single piece that you see. Um, And so I might have gone too far off of the question that you asked me. No, 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 no. It's it's about exploring the idea that you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Do you think they do? I think... I hope that they do. I hope that when an artist creates something, there is some part of them that goes into that work. And it's more than just, I'm a famous name now, so I can just throw color on here and somebody will get it, you know? Um, I do think that there are some pieces that 
will resonate harder with a bigger audience than other pieces do. And I am pretty supportive of artists making art for themselves more than like what they think will resonate for with an artist. There are a bunch of pieces of that type of art though, that still to this day I'll walk by and I'll be like, I don't fucking get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, well, there's the one people bring up uh, every time I see this question posed is, is I, I don't know what it's called. It's just a banana taped to a wall. Yeah, yeah. And that, and it, maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other one where it's a human body's weight in, in candy. And yeah. people are encouraged. That's actually modeled after a human who died of, uh, I believe, AIDS. Mm. And, and it was like the artist's uh, partner. Okay. And it's it's sort of in remembrance and, and for awareness and all this other stuff. But then there was also a guy who recently took a government grant, called the piece, I think he called it Take the Money and Run, yeah. and ran with it. Like, he didn't do any of the work. He just took the money and ran. Wow. Is that art? To, um, to me, that's really performance art. Though. It is. Like to me, that is like that is like what Banksy wishes they were doing. I you know, hate like, Banksy I so much. I fucking hate Banksy too. <laughs> but I did laugh when after that auction, when his yes. his work yes. shredded itself. I loved it. I love like a subversion really funny. of art. Yeah, yeah, like after the moment it sold, it just immediately started yeah. shredding. And I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's so good. But then every find out everyone's in on the joke. And yeah, but uh, again, it's still art. I can't say it's not yeah. until, until the artist tells me otherwise. I am not in on this joke. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a hell of an answer, and I do appreciate it. You did it. Thank you. You were worried. <laughs> I was so worried. <laughs> so I don't know if you can, if one comes to the top of your head or not, but, like, what's the most ridiculous request you've gotten? Oh, man. Let me think. Um... I don't know if I get too many like super ridiculous requests. I get people saying super ridiculous things to me though. Um, I had a woman very recently come in. I, she was with her granddaughter, I think. And they were looking at this jewelry and I was like pulling, I love jewelry by the way. So like, it's yeah. my favorite part of the job is whenever somebody is like pointing to stuff in the jewelry cabinet and we get to like play dress up. <laughs> and um, I was showing her stuff and I pulled out this necklace that she pointed to and it was like $120 or something like that. And the grandma was like, no, no, we, we, we can't get that. And they ended up buying like a $12 pair of earrings or something. And as they were walking away, I, I didn't even think about them, you know, like as they were walking away. And the grandma turns around and comes back to me and she comes up to me and she goes, I'm not cheap. I have 19 grandchildren. And, and then like walks off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what did you, like, what was I going to do with that information? Like, it's one of those things where I realized again that like, when people are like interacting with you, they are not thinking about what you're doing or what you're saying. They are thinking about what they're doing and what they're yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. Like 
more than 80% of the time. She continued the conversation in her head as yeah. she walked away, and then you got the last line of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no, like, middle of the conversation for me. I got the beginning and the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like also, like, don't judge me. I just have a lot of grandkids. I, I love this grandkid, but I have a lot of them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, <laughs> I do, I kind of think that's really... That's a really funny window into just an old lady's mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, she really worried what you, a random person <laughs> at an art museum gift shop, yeah. was going to think about her. Yeah, she really did. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, really weird things that happened. I've had two women very recently try to convince me to come to Israel with them, which, like, I would have, but... <laughs> Uh, like and they like really were trying to convince me um i don't know there's there's just like a lot of people it's just one of those situations where like it's a museum not everybody is going to go to a museum like it does take like a certain type of person to wake up on like a wednesday morning and say like hey babe let's go to the museum you know and um, a lot of times those people are just, you know, they they don't have, like, a great filter and they... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're interacting with all facets of the public because it's a free museum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I see... Um, I feel like I see everybody, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and everybody has a different opinion. Everybody has something different that they took out of the museum. And for me, that's fun because I've learned a lot about art just from, like, people coming up to me and telling me, you know, like, we do have a great Georgia O'Keeffe collection. And I have learned so much about Georgia O'Keeffe, like, just from interacting with like guests who come through and just have more information than I do. Another side note though, is like, don't ever ask people at the museum about the art unless they're like actual docents, because literally people will ask me about art and I will like feel bad that I don't actually know anything. And so I'll <laughs> fucking make something up. Yeah, like yeah. I literally like have lied straight up to people about like what pieces of art meant because I felt so bad that I was like, Oh my God, they're expecting me to know about this piece and I don't. Well, that's also pretty punk. I do need to let you know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, don't feel bad because I've totally done it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, since I'm at a pawn shop, people ask me if stuff is real all the time because they think Pawn Stars is real. Mm -hmm. So I have people who have brought in uh, like fake Rolexes. I get a lot of fake Rolexes. Mm -hmm. is, and they ask me if it's real. And I, there's like one or two really big telltale, telltale signs that it's not. I knew it wasn't, but I'll point to stuff that doesn't exist and be like, well, here's another reason it's not real. Yeah. Because yeah. the finish is chipping and, and they use this traditionally uh, uh, gold graphite finish. Dad, I'm pulling that out of my ass. Don't, don't. Listeners, don't feel bad about buying fake watches. That's what they're made for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're totally allowed to make shit up. People shouldn't ask you about art, like, unless you offer the information, you know, to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're expecting way too much from you. Yeah. I assume a common misconception that every person that works at a museum knows everything about the museum that they work at. It's not just a job, but, like, they just are an expert in yeah. it. I have people come up to me and they'll say, like, very specific artist names and they'll be like, "Is are there pieces in this museum? And I'm like, 
fucking maybe. But, like, <laughs> there's also, yes. like, thousands of pieces of art in this museum. There's no way I could ever know, like, if every, like, Jamie Wyatt piece is in here. Like, <laughs> You can always give a vague answer that sounds specific. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, it's just to the left of the West bathroom and then walk away. And then go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to assume the West bathroom is a place that everybody's just supposed to know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with it. it. That's crazy. Uh, we have another like big pull for Crystal Bridges is we have like miles of trails just like around the museum. And people will always ask me, there's art on some of the trails, like outdoor statues and stuff. And people always ask me like, well, what's the best trail to go on if I want to see art? I, I don't go outside. Like, I don't, I've never walked any of these trails before. I have, like, sent so many people down a hallway that I don't know if it takes them to this trail, but, like, they don't come back and tell me, like, there's nothing there. Yeah. So, like, a lot of them I never see again, to be honest, so I might be sending them down a really bad hallway. But, but for the most part, like, I'm just lying. Most people are just lying. Yeah. They assumed they got lost. Yeah. And then ask somebody else else and just assumed then that they misunderstood your directions and you were right right you're still it, right it goes back to like that they're more focused on what they're doing than yep. what i've said yeah so you got it full circle do you have anything to promote or plug or do you want to tell the listeners to watch or listen to anything um, anything like that no i have nothing going on in my life brett but thank you for giving me this opportunity <laughs> I would like to say that if you want to follow me on Facebook, I do post a lot about my messy life. So, <laughs> Well, go to Crystal Bridges. It's dope. It's a lot of fun. Um, also go to, uh, and you should go to Fayetteville to go to the, the Bluebirds of Happiness uh, thing, because it's also super fun art. Bluebirds. Oh, is that the Terracotta or Terra, no, the, what is it called? They're, they're Bluebirds of, I think it's Bluebirds of Happiness, maybe Bluebirds of Hope, something like that. They uh -huh. make little glass birds. Okay, yeah, I've definitely heard about it's that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Arkansas is not a terrible place. Did you, have you gone and looked for diamonds at the, the go farm your own diamond place no up in murfreesboro yeah, no, yeah because that involves being outside Brad. it does but <laughs> we, we did turn down the light so you wouldn't get a sunburn in here yeah thank you so much <laughs> thank you. i really appreciate that my like semitic skin is like feeling great right now <laughs> all right so listeners um uh, let's see, what do we got? Um, go submit your entries to Blue Whale um, Comedy Festival. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing your entries next week at Starlight. Come check it out. We'll, be, we'll have a lot of comics giving their absolute 60% of their best. <laughs> so uh, we can get it on video form. Come in and uh, contribute to the audience if that's, if that's your deal. And... Um, and I got some shows, but I can't talk about them yet. So uh, have a good night. Bye. Bye. This has been a Booger Satan Bitch Fest production.